2002, it was guys like Low Key, Christopher Daniels, who laid the foundation for this company. It's guys like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe that are still putting bricks on this company. Fear money! TNA is a bunch of hardworking young athletes who are looking to change the wrestling world. Grey Wolf Entertainment presents Maximum Impact with Ned and Nims. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to another huge edition of Maximum Impact here on the Grey Wolf Wrestling Network. I tell you what, we've got a big family of shows here. Something for all your tastes. And this one is for those Impact Wrestling, for those TNA diehards. And when you talk about TNA diehards, you can talk about my good self, Nims Azor, or you can talk about the man with the plan, my buddy, my tag team partner for almost a decade, the great man himself, Ned Tepper. Neddy, how are you, brother? Man, has it almost been a decade or so? That is crazy. 10 years of running strong. And I tell you what, man, what another epic intro right there, dude. Have you been watching much AEW, though, I must say, before we jump into the impact wrestling side of things? Yeah, AEW has really sort of lit a fire in uh, in the old wrestling business a little bit. Uh, they're, the hot, they're the hottest thing in town. I watched that all-out pay-per-view, all-out 2021. And I reckon it is going to go down in history as one of those big pay-per-views. Like people always talk about Bash at the Beach 1996 uh, or, you know, WrestleMania 17. All of those you can listen to in Reliving the War in Grey Wolf Wrestling Archives. Make sure you do check that out on our website, Grey Wolf ENT on the socials. and Check out the back catalog. It's very, very cool. But man, wrestling is hot again, isn't it? Yeah, and the reason I bring that up is I just wanted to say nothing brings me much more joy, Nims, than hearing good old JR say, oh, watching Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it, man. It has been stuck in my head for, for weeks. Adam Cole, baby. But there's nothing better than when JR says it. Like, it's just like, Adam Cole, baby. Watch it, it, listen out for it, think of me. But yes, AEW firing on all cylinders on at the moment. I must agree with you on that pay-per-view as well. A very, very good one. But we are here to talk Impact Wrestling. I just wanted to get that in there, Nims Azor, man. And of course, it was a good chance to sort of throw to your reliving the war stuff as well, man, which you are doing great guns right there. Oh, man, we're we're rapidly going through in 1997 and staying on the AEW topic for a little bit because you mentioned JR. It is so weird hearing JR and Tony Schiavone do commentary together because for so long in the Monday Night Wars, these guys were like bitter enemies, but now they're on the same thing. In fact, when we interviewed Tony Schiavone here on the podcast, you and myself, along with the great man Dirk Manning ahead of Astro 4, we asked him that question and he actually sort of agreed. Like, yeah, it, it was a bit strange at the start, but I'm not doing his answer justice because he was a really, really funny dude. Make sure you do check on the Maximum Impact, on the Maximum Impact podcast website, facebook.com forward slash Grey Wolf Impact. It's the pinned video that's up there, our full chat with Dirk Manning and Tony Schiavone because it's a really, really cool thing. But we're going to get to this week's episode of Maximum Impact. It is our favorite, our top five, and it was pretty hard to narrow it down to just five, our top five TNA Impact Wrestling Champions. And did you spend, I don't know about you, but I could have done a top 500. Man, I've been, it's funny that you say that, Nims, because I was, I was about to say this 
I took into a lot of consideration. I've actually Googled all of the champions. Some I don't remember. Some I remember oh too well. And narrowing it down to just five was extremely difficult. But I've given it a shot. And I think this actually may surprise you, Nimzazor. Nimzazor, baby. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what, you know, it's, it's a good thing it's 2021 because, you know, you know how the super click, what they love to do, they give the little, uh, the young bucks give the little kiss in the cheek to Adam Cole, baby. Now, could you imagine if we tried to do that to our buddy, J.L. Herbert? Uh, <laughs> man, you know what? He would, he would start decking people left, right and center if the young bucks tried to kiss him. But, you know, it's 2021 and he has got a new fresh outlook on life, which is good to see, especially well, since... I think he'd been fine. Oh, sorry, Nims, for chopping you off there, cutting you off there. I think he's been flying that freedom flag for a couple of years now, so he might be up for a Nims or kiss on the cheek, I do think. But what were you about to say? I was about to say, the only thing I, I would feel sorry for are the young bucks because having to kiss Herbs' face, because you know that thing hasn't been washed since about 2001. <laughs> so <laughs> It has been washed. It was washed during the week when we had it rain here in good old H-Town, and that was the cause of the earth. Quake. I said that th- to you. <laughs> that was all the dirt and whatnot falling off JLH, and it caused the earthquake of 2021. Speculation has it. <laughs> the one that rocked the state. But hey, we're going to get to our top five. Uh, and as you said, it's a pretty hard one to do because you forget that there's been so many names that have been champion in TNA wrestling up until today. But we tried to do our best to narrow it down to five. We'll start off with you, Nettie. But first off, did you have anyone, any notable mentions, anyone that you maybe wanted to sneak into the list, but you just couldn't? Yeah, Tessa Blanchard, I think, Nims, to be honest with you. I thought that was excellent when she became Impact Wrestling Champion and got the victory over Sammy Callahan. Not much spoken about about old Tessa there for a while, but she got the absolute living snot beaten out of her on a weekly basis. It was very hard to watch, but when she overcame it all and held the strap, man, that was all sorts of awesome. So she was a notable one. There was a whole bunch, really, but getting this down to just five, extremely hard. Yeah, I, I thought the exact same thing too. And Tessa Blanchard is someone that, you know, like as regardless of what happens, you know, in her future or in her past or whatever's going on, like she was a big, big part of the rebuild of Impact along with Sammy Callahan. Because do you remember for a long time, and we know this better than anyone because being TNA fans, everyone used to always throw in the, oh, lol, TNA, you know, look at all this silly yeah. things these guys are doing. But, you know, in the last two years, they really picked themselves up off the canvas and they are one of like the premier promotions now. So much so that you're getting crossovers with AEW and other cool stuff too, like NWA Power. They got Bound for Glory coming up. It's going to be one of the biggest shows ever. But yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit later on. But uh, Nettie, let's start off with your top five, shall we? Well, did you want to, I suppose we can drop to your notable ones. Oh yeah, sure. Do you want to like go, I'll go five, you go five. Do you want to run it like that? Four, yeah. three, two, one. <laughs> if you heard, you're all out of trouble with the countdown there. But at number five, I had a, I'm not even sure what he's doing anymore these days. But in at number five, July 8th, 2012, let's check your TNA knowledge, Nims. Do you know, know who had the belt back in July 2012? July 2012. Let's have a look. So 2012, that's still during the Hulk Hogan regime a little bit. Oh, no, Hulk would have gone. Right. So, yeah. uh, 
Would it be Bully Ray? No, it wasn't Bully Ray. This Bobby Roode. A... <laughs> I don't. This was definitely off the cuff, having his guess. But a man named Austin Aries voluntarily vacated the X Division Championship in exchange for a TNA World Heavyweight Championship match, and he took the belt. And I thought that was very cool how that ended up happening. Where do you remember that back in the day where the X Division champ could? I think Austin Aries started it where you could hand in the X Division belt for your chance to have a shot at the big one, the Impact Wrestling Championship belt, or TNA World Championship belt. And yeah, Austin Aries, I think he had a notable run there in TNA. So I thought that was a bit innovative. And that's why I put him in at number five. It was one of the biggest promos too as well, because I could still remember that. He was dressed up as suicide. We didn't know who it was. And I remember Hulk Hogan doing that thing. Tell us who you are behind the mask, brother. And then all of a sudden he rips off the thing, (laughs) cashes in. Option C and faces the world heavyweight champion and won. Was it Chris Sabin that was the champion at the time that he won the oh, belt? Man. That's an excellent question. I love though that I've just thrown it to 2012. We have not spoken about who we have, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like when Hulk Hogan was talking to him. <laughs> I don't remember how it went down. I was just going through my list of athletes, and I'm like, Hell yeah, I remember when he had the belt. I don't remember who he was against, but yeah, Chris Sabin. He's a very notable one as well, my friend. Very much so. Well, I'll I'll get to some of my notable mentions. I couldn't narrow it down to just one or two here before I get to my number five. But my notable mentions have to be uh, Bobby Lashley. Uh, A lot of people forget that Lashley was a champion in Impact. uh, And I reckon you might have seen Bobby Lashley's work in the WWE right now. All that good stuff that he's doing would not have happened if he wasn't in Impact because he learned how to be that real almighty Bobby Lashley back in TNA. And if it wasn't for his run in TNA, yeah, if it wasn't for that, he wouldn't be where he is now. Yeah, Bobby Lashley became a very big name. And I think he was one of those guys who paid his dues and really put in the hard works in it. TNA and I respected the fact like one of the people I'm going to talk about throughout this very similar to Bobby Lashley I feel but you'll find out that one soon but yes I must agree I didn't have him as a notable one he's not in my list but definitely hats off to you for that one as well yeah he's definitely he's not going to be a top five impact champion because he was there towards the later run but he was definitely a, a memorable one two other guys that I've got to mention if I'm talking about you know just notable mentions in the mix uh, one is Jeff Jarrett because the guy oh. built the company like I thought he would have been your number one I thought <laughs> Jeff Jarrett will be his number one for sure so there you go I had to put Fine, it I had, he didn't even make your top five didn't even make the top wow. five double J and as as you know he refers to me as his Twitter friend, my Twitter friend. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't listen to this for your sake, Sanders, or maybe he'll uh, un- unfollow you. And one last notable mention, because like I said, it was too hard to pick out of all the TNA champions. A guy that I had to um, just throw in there because it was a really, really good story. Only had the title once, and this was during the early days of TNA, and that is Raven. Because there was this really cool storyline in the early days of TNA, it was Raven's destiny. It was his destiny to win the title. And it took months and months, but he finally won the belt. And it was very, very cool. And it was at that point in time where people realized, hey, you know what? Tana is actually doing some really good storytelling. It's not just great wrestling. So, and let's face yeah. it, it's Raven. Raven knows how to do a good story. 
Oh man, I love Raven to this day, man. I think he's fantastic, and yeah, very notable one. I that's a very long time ago when he held the belt, and it was only the one time. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it was like blink and you miss it. That's how that's how long ago it was. But got to get to my number five. We'll start it off with the one and only, the Death Machine himself, Sammy Callahan. I had to put him in at number the five. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Well, here's the thing too. Like now, a lot of people might not know this, but. Nettie and I, we actually are very big fans of Sammy Callahan. Even before he came back to Impact, we used to watch like his stuff with CZW, remember with the forks and all that oh stuff that he goodness. did with Mox. Jeez Louise, that was some brutal stuff that we used to watch uh, him doing CZW. But um, you got to say- And that's good. something that we have to recommend, Nims. If you, uh, it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. If you want to see some old school, CCW is absolutely full. It's hard to watch. It's not one of those ones like, oh, let's break out the pizzas and put this on <laughs> because there's forks, there's blood, and there's just brutalness. Yeah, it, it was. It's it's something uh, for not for the faint of hearted. But Sammy Callahan, he makes my list as notable Impact champions because during 2019, this guy. TNA is making this slow transition from TNA wrestling to impact. Sammy Callahan put the company on his back and just absolutely carried it. He had some super matches with Brian Cage. Brian Cage, who we remember from um, Lucha Underground as well. We used to watch him back on that show. Um, Tessa Blanchard was someone else that you mentioned, Nettie. He had some great matches with Rich Swan as well, but he really nailed, like, he was the most hated guy in wrestling. And that's what you want with a champion because like everyone just wanted to see him get beat. He was, a, he was an absolute a-hole to Eddie Edwards. He was just, OVE was causing oh, yeah. an absolute ruckus. A lot of the good stuff of impact that we see now in 2020 and 2021, there wouldn't be an impact if it wasn't for Sammy Callahan back in 2019, building that company. Agreed. I underline that put it in bold i absolutely 100 agree with you that and i think just during this as you're talking about it nims i think maybe a topic for another day we need to sort of talk about we should have they ever made the transition like you know from impact i mean from tna to impact like mm-hmm. do you think it did better for the company do you think they would have been better off staying with the six sides of steel it's i mean the six-sided rings and making that transition when hulk took over and made it four sides and all that sort of thing. Like they, they really did seem to take a backward step in my, um, my point of view, but I don't know. We could talk about that in, in, in extent sort of in length. I, I think, yeah, just to like address that, I think you're hundred percent right. And in fact, if you listen to what a lot of the TNA diehards used to say, like Hulk Hogan putting that ring back to four sides was like the biggest slap in the face, the entire TNA wrestling audiences because he basically yeah. came out and said you know oh you stupid six-sided ring and it's like come on man like you're telling the people that have paid their money and are watching your show that all of the stuff that you're watching is wrong i'm gonna do it my way it's like that's no way to do it but um yeah it, it just i was just gonna say i remember sense. one of the first things he said was is like we, the first thing we're doing is getting rid of this playtime ring or something yeah. he said like I, I remember him shooting the promo and i'm like well man i don't know about this and, and and look how long it's taken to rebuild impact since then because and all and it's uh, Eric Bischoff has a very cool little thing that he says you're either you're either better than someone or you're different than someone and yeah. TNA was never going to be better than WWE but they could be different 
very, very well said right there. They didn't have to sort of compete with them and they should have just kept going as they were, in my humble opinion. Mm. But uh, let's get to number four on the uh, notable Impact Champions, our favourite, our top five. So let's go to your number four pick, Nettie. Number four, one half of the Motor City Machine Guns, Nims. You spoke about him earlier, none other than Chris Saban. He was a part of the same deal when it comes to handing in that X Division belt for a chance at the big the big shot, man. And Chris Saban held that belt. And it's, to this day, he's still one of my favorite wrestlers. Going strong, he's around my age too, which is kind of cool. <laughs> love the Motor City Machine Guns, love Chris Saban, and love seeing that belt around his waist, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Sabin also getting the belt, it was one of those moments too where because we'd watched him so long from like the TNA, like the early TNA days, part of the guns come up and then finally get his hands on the big prize. It was one of those feel-good moments. And uh, and yeah, it led to stuff like Austin Aries cashing in and all these other cool little things. So it was a really, really cool little ripple effect. Um, I've got a pretty controversial number four here because a lot of people might question it and go why is this guy number four but especially f- when you don't even have jeff jarrett your main man <laughs> in the top five i'm excited to hear what you've got here well i have put number four of my tna champions samoa joe samoa joe oh man well, why is that controversial because he's not higher up the list i reckon there'd be a lot of people going you're an idiot as so all you need to put him at least number two but but hear me out Hear me out. Joe has now, I'm not saying that Joe was not Mr. TNA. He dominated X Division. He had that massive killer unbeaten streak in the company. A no-brainer that he became world champion. But his run as champion also was really, really good because it proved that he can hang with the big dogs as well. Like he was having cool matches with, you know, Kurt Angle, Scott Steiner, Booker T, Christian Cage. He also mixed it up with the TNA originals like Bobby Roode, Jay Lethal, Frankie Kazarian as well, but the only thing that puts nice. him so low on the on the on my rankings, he only held the title once. Yeah, there you go, right there. Very interesting, and maybe that is the reason. Mm. Is a little sneak peek into my top five as well. He may have to be a notable mention because he did not make my top five. So if you're an idiot, I'm a super idiot <laughs> moron. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not going to get the honor of helping someone move house because this, my friend, is kind of like a bit of a look over. Yeah, some old Joe. He, when you think TNA, you definitely think some old Joe. You think AJ Styles. You think those sort of core guys, Jeff Jarrett, of course. And there you go. So you've got him back in at number four, and mm. he's not even on my list. Yeah. Man, I've done him injustice. <laughs> Well, like, like we said, like he, we're not saying that he's not a TNA dude. Like he's definitely a TNA through and through. But oh, he is. we're yeah. talking, we're talking the best champions here, and the guy only held the title once, and that's not a shot at the guy because he did some really, really cool matches, even up until the later days where he was like teaming with um, MVP and doing the Beatdown Clan gimmick. That was really awesome. But like, yeah, he just never was a really good champion because he was only a champion once. But Hey, look, the old phrase is Joe is going to kill you. And he, and, uh, he very well might if we ever run into him, but <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If he sees this and we run into him, it's game over right there. And yeah, funny that you say that. It's like, you know, maybe I should have looked into more what you were talking about, like the best 
Yeah, because I've sort of gone for my favourite ones and and how they ran with the belt sort of thing. So even if it had been just once, Joe should have got a mention in the way I've looked at it, but he still didn't. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah. It's there you and, go. And that's, and that's the thing. Our list is subjective. You know, this is no right or wrong rant answers here. So don't be going and putting it on our Facebook page going, "You guys are idiots." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love all the JSL Herbert references in there because there's only one person that would actually do that. You know this. Oh yeah. Uh, if there's anyone that's gonna tell Koshi what to do on a on a public forum, it is our buddy JSL Herbert. But uh, we're gonna get through this top five. Nettie, who's at your number three? Rounding out the podium. Yes, my man, number three, bronze medal. And we've already spoken about this man in length. He was your number five, Sammy Callahan, the draw, baby. He was your number five, yeah? Yep, that's correct, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he's gone sort of whatever there. But yeah, I thought Sammy Callahan was just absolutely brilliant. I think we've spoken about it before. When you are a heel, when you are so bad that people still like you, mm. that you're doing something right kind of thing. Sammy Callahan, just an absolute, he is the sort of, revitalization of TNA of impact wrestling. Like you spoke about, it's pretty much just rewind the tape, listen to what Azor was saying when he was talking about Sammy Callahan. Absolutely amazing. Great run. And I just loved him being the face. And I, I love how they're saying we can't have Sammy Callahan be the face of the company. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, the big shots at the time, <laughs> it was just a, a brilliant run. And I hope he gets his hand on that belt again one day soon. Yeah, I certainly hope so as well. And now he's doing some great stuff as well. He's And he's so good at like shifting gimmicks too. Like the stuff that he's doing now with ICU is just like he, he, the guy knows how to reinvent himself. And even if he's not in the main event, all of his stuff is must watch, which is really, really awesome. Yeah, 100% agree right there, man. How about your good self? Who was the bronze medalist for you? So... My bronze medalist coming in in third place. He is the instant classic, the one and only Christian Cage. He's the current Impact World Heavyweight Champion of the World. But the reason I put him at number three is he was the first man to cross the line and he chose to leave the WWE. He, he didn't get released. He asked for his, like, cool, I've had, appreciate all the work you've done, but I want to go to TNA. So, his first title reign in TNA was absolutely solid. Had some really good feuds with Monty Brown, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, even our buddy Abyss, the guy that we always seem to forget, even though he is <laughs> like, he is, uh, that's just our old man brains coming in. Like no disrespect to Abyss there, but like he had a really good run um, as for the first time around, but it was the second run as TNA champion that I loved that made it so legendary. When he had, do you remember the Christian Coalition? Him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tomco, AJ, like. <laughs> Tomco. It, it, it was so cool. One of my favorite lines of that is where um, he tries to do a rap or something. And he, go, and he goes to Tomco. He's like, hey, Tomco, give me a beat. And he's like, no. Do you think it's fair to say and, and safe to say as well that like Christian was kind of like a mid carter, more like a mid carter or a tag team guy in WWE. When he came over to TNA, he was the man sort of thing. And I think that was the, the best step for him personally. Like oh. that's what he needed to get to the status where he is now. 
100%. Because, like, so after this second run, now, remember, he's having some bangers against Sting. He's going up against Abyss once again. He's also having a huge series with Samoa Joe. So he's mixing it all up there. He then leaves TNA in 2009. So he's had a good four-year run. Goes back to the WWE. Now, in the WWE, that's where it's like clearly someone was watching TNA in the WWE because after that, he becomes a multiple-time world heavyweight champion. He yeah. events SummerSlam with Randy Orton in one of the greatest matches you've ever seen in SummerSlam history in 2011. Like someone was watching uh, TNA and going, okay, I guess he's more than just a tag team dude. He's, he's not just Edge's lackey. And he became a superstar. But now he's back in TNA. He's champion again. And i got to say, he's doing some really good work too. He's mixing it up with guys like Brian Myers, having great matches with Ace Austin most recently. He's got a title defense yeah, against yeah. Um, against uh, Josh Alexander uh, at Bound for Glory. All this stuff, just so good. And he's still going, and he's like 42 plus. And we, I remember when he came out at the Royal Rumble at the start of this year, like the guy was in a Royal Rumble. Then at an AEW, like he d- makes his debut at an AEW pay-per-view, has the first match ever on AEW's brand new TV show, Rampage. Like all the stuff this guy's doing, in 2021, like surely just an absolute legend. Yeah. Insane sort of a workload right there when you say it too. And I think you've dropped a spoiler in there for me too, because I'm one episode of Impact. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That is all right. I'm like, oh, really? How does that work with his title at Bound for Glory? But we'll have to, I'll have to put on Impact later tonight. I'm like, no, no, you're good, man. You're good. I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) Sorry, man. No, that's fantastic. It was it was 10 years ago that he last held a belt too, wasn't it? It's been a 10 year since he held on to that main Correct. belt. So there yep. you have it right there. That is all sorts of awesome nims. Uh, we leaving it at that for number three. I reckon so. Uh, let's get to your number two, Nanny. Number two, and this is where the surprises happen, Nims Azor. And I think you're really going to be like, with my number one, you're going to, it's probably going to blow your mind, but I've got so much respect for this dude. But number two is my favorite wrestler of all time, the phenomenal AJ Styles. When he got that belt, I still remember it to this day, the glitter and the whatever coming down. It was just an absolutely magical moment. I feel like, he is the best thing to ever come out of impact wrestling. Just AJ Styles the whole way. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have made him number one. But yeah, his run in TNA, as we've spoken about on previous episodes, is just second to none. AJ Styles with that belt around his waist, something great to see. Posted it up on the old Facebook last night, actually. Nim's there with the, with the title run. But AJ Styles, what would you say when it comes to him? He is Mr. TNA, and to this day, it still really, really annoys me uh, how they treated him when he left TNA because he didn't, he deserved so much more. The fact that they were willing when he was the guy that was carrying that company on his back, like we talked about how Sammy Callahan, you know, really, really built the company up Mm -hmm. to what it is in 2021. From 2002 up until like I think it was 2014, it was all about AJ. Like AJ is the one. He was the guy for 12 years that carried that company. And then for him to be let go in the worst way possible, where it's just like, hey, man, we'd like you to take a pay cut 
He's just like, are you serious? But kudos to AJ Styles because remember when he left, what did we do? We started following AJ. We were watching him in Ring of Honor. We watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom. We downloaded that Japanese um, super show where they have the one <laughs> giant ad in the middle. Oh, yeah. I remember it. It went for about two days. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still going. Um, but... yeah, it is. And I can still remember the pop when AJ first came out in the Royal Rumble in 2016. Like, that was just so cool. So I'm really glad to see that AJ is getting the recognition that he deserves so much so that like if you watch stuff on the wwe network the wwe have actually paid impact wrestling for the footage so that so you can get the proper look at aj styles and i reckon that's a big sign of respect there really Mm. that is a big sign of respect and it's interesting to go back to those days i remember when he was asked to take the pay cut i wonder if that was i'm sure they knew that he was good and that he was very good I think they were sort of taking advantage of him and his loyalty, maybe. And oh, 100%. the company was on the the company was on a downward spiral, as we know, and they probably just couldn't afford to pay him more. I don't know the ins and outs of it, and we've never really spoken about it or looked into it further. But I'd say that was it. You know, they probably wanted to throw money at him, but couldn't. Fair to say. Yeah, I think it was something along the lines of. I think what really rubbed AJ up the wrong way was, you know, at this point in time, there was still guys like, you know, Bully Ray was still there and there was still like all of these ex WWE and, and um, WCW dudes there. And he's like, hang on, hang on. If like, fair enough, I'll happily take a pay cut. But why is it that I'm the first person on the chopping block here? Like, like I'm a day one guy. So yeah, and they'll probably like, oh, we've got to hold on to these big names, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and they probably weren't asked to take pay cuts right away. So yeah, they did him badly. It's upsetting. It is. It is a little bit, but you know, you just got to look back and just see how well he's doing now. To this day, uh, still doing some really, really good stuff. Um, we got to get to my number two. My number two might also be slightly controversial, but I got to go for my favorite top five TNA slash impact wrestling champions, the gold medalist himself, the one and only Kurt Angle. He is now, this is what a lot of people will often forget. People see him as a WWE guy. Most of his wrestling career is actually in TNA. He was in WWE. He was in WWE from 1999 till 2005. He is in TNA from 2005 until 2016. Oh, yeah. So he had a lot longer run in TNA right there. And that's all because that bastard Vince asked him to take care of himself. Yeah, I know. (laughs) What a jerk. What a jerk. What um, a jerk. I'm glad that he did ask him to take care of himself because he had some absolute epic matches in TNA. Hell yeah, man. And look, he's wrestled a who's who of TNA. Like, look at some of the great matches that he's had. Like, first off, he sort of mixed it up with guys that he did in WWE as well. Like, you know, he had feuds with Christian Cage. Uh, He also mixed it up with, you know, there was dream matches like Angle versus Sting. Um, Even got amongst, like, TNA originals. You know, he took on Abyss. Samoa Joe comes to mind. Yeah, Samoa Joe. Like, that 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 first ever loss for Samoa Joe was against Kurt Angle. Angle literally did it yeah. all. Like, name a person. He can't remember he was having matches with, like, Rockstar Spud and EC3 and stuff like that. 
<laughs> oh yeah, man. Fantastic. Kurt Angle, very, very great guy. And that was all real, wasn't it? When his wife went off with Jeff Jarrett, is that? Yeah. Yeah. And fair. he just kept going. He just kept going like, because apparently like he's like Kurt Angle is in a much better place right now, but he was, he was sort of um, like, he was just a wrestling machine. Like once that switch went off, he's just like, right, this is all good. But, and we talk about like, you know, Vince asked him to look after himself because what would happen was like, he'd fully push himself to the max and then he'd come backstage and sort of like collapse and then have to go to hospital and stuff like that. So he left it all out there for the fans. (laughs) Um, but and how's this for for a pretty cool fact though? Like he his first run as champion came in 2005 when he jumped. His last run was in 2015. So it's he's for for a decade he was always towards the top at TNA. And I know I mentioned Christian was the first guy to like you know jump to WWE, uh, jump from WWE to TNA. But when Angle came over, that's when it became next level. Yeah, no, 100% agree with you right there, man. And yeah, Kurt Angle, wrestling machine, some of the best matches ever. I remember that Samoa Joe victory or loss for Samoa, victory Mm. for Angle very, very well. Those guys absolutely ripped it up. I agree with what you said at the start there too. I would have looked at him as WWE first, despite watching him for all those years on TNA. For some reason, his WWE just, I thought was longer, but there you go, it wasn't. And man, you just think about that. He probably wasn't in a great place. Imagine the owner of that company walks off with your wife and yeah. you're still there working for them. I guess hats off to Jeff Jarrett for never firing him or anything like that. There, there was a pretty funny episode of Jeff Jarrett's podcast where Conrad goes and asks him, like, you know, so how was it like working with Jeff during all that? Uh, uh, how was it working with Kurt? And they're like, that's oh, fine. You know, just it's work. One's work, one's personal. Just like, Dude, it's your wife. <laughs> like on TV. <laughs> like, were Kurt and I'm sort of jumping ship here, but were Kurt and Jeff friends? Surely he didn't do the whole Gary Lyon thing. Like I never well, really looked into it that much. Well, apparently, um, apparently, no, they weren't. Uh, they weren't friends at the time. But I can imagine uh, they weren't. Not, not that this made it, you know, easy to break bread anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they weren't before, they are now. But it's so strange, though, isn't it? Because do you remember when Kurt first came over? Like, Karen Karen Angle was very much a big part of it. Like, she'd carry all these titles, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, for that, it's, yeah, it's such a weird thing. One day, the, you know, I'm pretty sure they actually both have, they're both on very good speaking terms now. Like, they have Christmases together and all oh, that weird, so, all that sort of weird stuff. Uh, well, not weird <laughs> stuff, you know. <laughs> It's just, you know, it's just an unusual thing to have. It is weird, Nim. Yeah. It is weird. I'm half, <laughs> I'm half expecting, like, you know, like, 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 do we settle this in the ring or do we do it in court? Like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had a match at one stage, didn't they, after all of this? They did. Do you remember that really I'm bloody, sure they like, match. they had like that MMA style match where they just both absolutely beat the ever-loving tar out of each other? I bet they enjoyed that, especially Kurt. Yeah. But then again, Jeff walks away. He's the one smiling. Hey. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Love is a complicated thing, apparently. <laughs> I'd like to see another J. Cell Herbert reference here, too. Like, if one of 
old lovers come back and Jay had to sort of fight for her love. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing? Let's take this to the ring, you idiots. I could just see, I could just see Herbs. And you know, well, we both know what he'd be doing. Yeah. Yeah, just looking <laughs> into space. What am I talking about? I'd like to say that he'd throw up a fight. He'd probably just like, meh. And if meh. you're wondering, if you're wondering anyone that's that's listening hmm, did, did the connection drop out was there a slight bit of pause was there a delay in the connection no no that's a jlh reaction time <laughs> yeah we do like to talk about our buddy jay sal but i did want to train him up to be a wrestler at one stage but he shut that down very quickly nims one of the many things that he shuts down but um anyway many well, things and it was one of the quickest <laughs> things he's ever done sorry <laughs> Uh, we'll push on to our next, uh, this is it, finally, the gold medal. Uh, who gets the first spot on our top five favorite impact champions? Nettie, who have you got? Well, this is who I'm going to go for here, drum roll, all that sort of thing. And I just loved it because we've talked about how impact went through that hard stage. We talked about when they were the joke. We talked about, you know, like just sort of been the laughing stock really. And there was only a couple of people like you and I stuck with them the whole way through it, but there was oh, one yeah. guy that I felt stuck. This man stuck with them throughout and just ran with the company with such pride. And I thought I've always thought he was, he could have gone on to bigger and better things and he never did. And this is Eddie Edwards. Yeah. Uh, I put him in as my number one wrestler to hold the belt in TNA. And it might be, or in impact wrestling, it might be controversial, but I just absolutely love this. I've got him. He's the most TNA guy there is on that roster right now. Fighting champion. He was defending weekly. It was just a beautiful title run. And I just have got so much time for Eddie Edwards, man. To this day, he's right up there, you know, and he had a match involving Ace Austin, uh, Trey, Rich Swan, Eric Young. And, you know, there's some great – Rich Swan was actually one of my standouts as well. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at a bit of a list I've got here too. He was one of my notable ones. I loved his run as well. But Eddie Edwards, man, part of the Wolves back in the day. He stuck with TNA when many didn't. And I just think, man, hats off to him. Fighting champion. I loved it. And I was arming an iron between him and AJ. And I just – I went with Eddie. So there you have it. The Wolves, too, were also, let's not forget, they were actually, like, everyone rants and raves about the Young Bucks now and, you know, all these. The Wolves were the Young Bucks off the day. Yes, like, they were. Yes, they, they were. were. And, and it's funny that we mentioned, you know, when we talk about Christian, we talk about how, like, you know, a lot of people would see him as, like, a tag team guy and, you know, could he do it on his own? Same thing was said about Eddie Edwards. Like, because... Exactly. He, he That's came what I was going to say, man. He came out, like, he, he come up um, as a tag team specialist like remember the wolves had those awesome classic matches with the hardies and uh and team 3d like they were they were tag team specialists so for for, for eddie to sort of transcend that there are probably people that are watching impact right now that don't know that he was in a tag team that's how yeah, good he 100%. is you don't think of him as a tag team wrestler and it took a long while for Christian Cage for you to think, oh, you know, he's the solo guy because you always had, you know, Edge and Christian. I think that's because he was a bigger name sort of thing. Correct. But Eddie yeah. Edwards is one of those guys where now if you jumped on board, you'd never go, oh, he's a tag team specialist. He's just had such a phenomenal run as in as a single solo wrestler. And I think he's very, very, very underrated. 
in, incredibly underrated too. And there might be a little bit of a recency bias there, but but like the thing is, we talked about how Sammy Callahan was the guy that sort of built the new TNA. Like he really put it on his back. Sammy Callahan can't do that on his own. Eddie Edwards was oh, yeah. the other guy there. Like Eddie Edwards was the good guy in the battle, wasn't he? Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, one hundred percent. So that, and I've got a real soft spot, Ims. For I noticed when we're going through our list, you and I, like yours, is featuring a lot of those more old school TNA mm. guys, and I'm like, man. I could put some of those guys in too, and I want them to, and I love them. Like, you know, your Kurt Angles and all that sort of thing. But I still sort of sometimes look at those as WWE first. I'm going for your TNA guys sort of thing. I know Eddie Edwards has been in other federations and whatnot, but I just look at him as the current sort of TNA guy. And I wanted to show that man props. And that's why I've been so excited for this episode. I'm like, I'm going to blow Azor's mind with this because he's (laughs) going to think I'm going to go with AJ. Just like I would have, I'm so glad we didn't place better at the start of this because I would have 100% almost guaranteed you were going to say Jeff Jarrett and there you go he didn't even make the list didn't, even, didn't even make the cut my Twitter friend <laughs> <laughs> I could just see Jeff going unfollow <laughs> make fun of my accent <laughs> well we're going to get to my number one and this one you know Blind Freddy probably could see where we got when we talk about it as we're going through all the names of TNA wrestling slash impact who would be number one for me it is the phenomenal AJ Styles I could not put anyone above him no matter how much I love like like you know how much of a huge Christian Cage fan I am like at the Royal, at the Royal Rumble this year when he came out I was off the couch I was up and about but but AJ Styles, he's a five-time TNA champion. He is Mr. TNA Wrestling. Like, he's the first ever guy to win the TNA Triple Crown, which is all three titles, the X Division title, the Tag Team title, and the um, World Championship. But he's a homegrown superstar. He's a day one guy of um, TNA Wrestling. And he has had great matches with almost everyone under the planet. Guys that you might have forgotten were even in TNA, like Truth, Chris Harris, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Raven, uh, Samoa Joe, all of these guys. And even we talk about like Kurt Angle got to have some dream matches with Sting. AJ did that too. AJ was able to have feuds with uh, Christian Cage, Sting, Rob Van Dam. Remember Rob Van Dam when RVD came in? Another notable one. Rob Van Dam should have been on that list too. Wow. It is, mm, yes, Azor. I love talking about this sort of stuff. And, and you're right. Everything that you're saying is 100% right. And really the right answer for this is AJ Styles. I think the only reason I put Edwards above him is because he's still there and he's still mm-hmm. remaining loyal you know what I mean? And I 100% agree with you on why Styles left and you and I would have done the same thing. But course, I just yeah. had to give some props to the, to someone who's still there, still putting it down for that that little company that we love so much. You know what I mean? And let's not forget, like, there have been so many names that have come through, like, you know, RVD and stuff like that. But, like, we uh-huh. forget, we forget, like, you know, there are other day one dudes, like Christopher Daniels, for example. Um, Desmond Wolf. Yeah. Remember Desmond Wolf uh, back yes, in the day? I do, yeah the old crumpet and uh the pope other other guys like that yeah dudes like the pope yeah you're really sort of bringing some old school memories right here for for all this kind of thing and 
the Pope, he was awesome, wasn't he? And RVD, of course, he, he, I'm, when you say him, I'm like, man, he probably should have been up there as well. Just what accompanying him. I think we almost end this. Every time we start to wrap something up, we just start going on like a, a rant on how great it is, but it really is like, there is so much unfound footage for people that could just jump on board and have their minds blown. Oh, Especially course. if you're on that AEW bandwagon at the moment. If you're all over that, I'm like, I still think there's better wrestling in the archives at TNA. Yeah, there certainly is. There's absolutely so much good stuff when you think about that the entire run from 2002 to today. But yeah, look, I know we're sending like a broken record here, but AJ Styles should have been like, you throw whatever you need to to keep AJ Styles in that company. That's what should have been done. Like... This was Dixie Carter back in the day, wasn't it? Though? It was, it was. And yeah, she's got no idea what she's doing then. You know this, what I mean? Like anybody, what did you say? Blind Freddie before could see who your number one was going to be. Blind Freddie could also see that AJ Styles is the person that is TNA and she totally stuff things up there but hey she did agree to get power bombed by bully ray in the end there so i thought that was that was kind of cool on her behalf but apart from that she just ruined things her and hulk yeah. Fair enough. yeah it's 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 a strange in fact if you have and this is a big ask but if you've got three hours to kill <laughs> there's a brand new um jeff jarrett podcast uh the new edition of my world where he talks about uh and and conrad who's the host sort of says it to Jeff and just like, Jeff, you, this is your company. This is your company. And all of a sudden someone has taken the keys and they've run away with it. And all you can do is go, well, better think about tomorrow. Crazy. What did he say? What did he say to that? Interestingly enough, because that's a great thing because he was still there. Mm. Well, did Jeff, you just have like some sort of. Jeff Jarrett summed it up really, really well. If you're in a fight, um, if you're in a fight, uh, whoever has the most money wins that fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jeff's like, talks and money walks, eh? That's it. And he and people are saying, Oh, why didn't you like hold your head up high and walk away? And it's like, It's like, well, when you got a wife and five kids and this is all you know how to do, uh, all of a sudden you just there's there's not a lot of other options you've got. Very, very interesting. There's one to definitely check out right there. I need to. It's just very off-putting with that three-hour limit. Like, that is a long time. It is huge. <laughs> it is a huge thing. In fact, so much so to the point, I started listening to this on Thursday, and I still have 20 minutes left. Uh, so <laughs> You're almost there, man. Almost, almost there. there. Almost there. But, uh, hey, look, let us know what you think of our list. Like, In fact, we might even compile it. I'll do a little graphic gimmick and we'll put it up on our page and you can see what, uh, what, what do you think of our, our choices? Uh, do you agree? Have we missed anyone out? Because let's face it, knowing that my memory, we, we probably hit, we <laughs> well, let's definitely say that we've missed some stuff out. So let us know uh, what you think should have been on that list. Maybe there's a shuffling around in the cards, but that's what we want to know. But man, I'll tell you what, this has been a fun stroll down memory lane, hasn't it? Oh man, say it every time it is, and it is, and it has been a fun stroll down memory lane. And I can guarantee you, we've forgotten someone. <laughs> but yes, I'll go through my top five really quickly again. I had Austin Aries at five, four Chris Saban, three Semi Callahan, two the phenomenal AJ Styles, and one Eddie Edwards. It's all yours, real quickly. 
My five were number five, Sammy Callahan. Number four, Samoa Joe. Number three, Christian Cage. Two, Kurt Angle. And number one, the phenomenal AJ Styles. So brilliant. Brilliant let let us know what you think. As you can see, there's the list. Man, even our notable mentions are a top five. It's fantastic. Like that's how good, that's how good TNA is, man. And you need to get amongst it. But uh, hey, we appreciate everyone that has been downloading, liking the posts, and stuff like that. Um, we get, we'll come up with a topic for our next uh, episode. I was thinking, Nettie, because it's um, Bound for Glory season, do we go through some of our favorite Bound for Glory matches? It could be a go, my man. Could be a go. I like it. If you think that's if that's the go, we'll get our heads together and we'll look into this one. Hell yeah, but that might be something that we might do. Some of our favorite Bound for Glory memories. Uh, and with our memories, we might be here for a while. But uh, Nettie. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the internet, man. It's all good. <laughs> we do. We do. Who would have done? Oh, mate, Crazy I know exactly man. what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Two old dudes just writing down notes. Otherwise, we'd forget everything. <laughs> But man, That's Eddie, it. this has been a lot of fun and we have got so much more TNA to cover. So whatever you do, make sure you follow our Facebook page. Give that a big old like and the thumbs up. Facebook.com forward slash Grey Wolf Impact. Head to our social media too, at Grey Wolf ENT is the best place to follow everything that we're doing. There's a whole heap of stuff. I know we mentioned reliving the war, but we've got so much more than just wrestling. There's a really cool nostalgia podcast too for all of us old bastards like myself and Nettie that want to relive the glory days. We're old now is a brand new project that's been in the works for a bit. It is Nettie and Fitz deep diving into some of the cool stuff from yesteryear. And Nettie, there's some, you kicked off um, some pretty good bedroom memories. I could tell you that. Oh man, that was a lot of fun, Nims. And I look around and I'm basically still living it to this day, as you are, my friend. <laughs> it's very cool looking I'm, there. Into, so I see that Turtles figure. Donatello, is it? That's the one. And I just wanted to find a couple of things too, Nettie. This is an old school VHS. Oh. The VHS. What's that? <laughs> the, I know, it's, it's weird. We'll, you be, we'll be showing your kids that. They'll be like, that's the biggest DVD I've ever seen. Or <laughs> this one is the piece de resistance of my collection. Oh, Beavis and Butthead to America. What an absolute classic right there. Expect us to be talking about Beavis and Butthead come soon, as well as, of course, the South Park sort of things. And Herps's old school VHS tapes, they may not get a mention, mm. but I believe he did have a bucket load of old school, can't say it too loud, children are listening, adult films. That's so, right. you know, it is all about the <laughs> That is the We're Old Now podcast. Look for a new hoop sh- show coming soon as well. Of course, Reliving the War, as you said, Nims, and this one right here, Maximum Impact. Mm-hmm. And also with the NFL season um, in full gear as well, Fitz has teamed up with the madman himself, Matty Grace, for an all-new fantasy football podcast. Now, I can tell you right now, if you're a night owl and you're probably not getting a lot of sleep, so make sure you fuel yourself, keep yourself awake by listening to this as you wake up at two in the morning to watch uh, the Braves take on the the panhandles. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know nothing about it either, Azor. I know this, though. Those guys do, and it's a whole lot of fun. But yeah, you can enjoy the entire Grey Wolf family of podcasts by following us 
on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GreyWolfENT. But I've been Nims Azor for Ned Tepper. This has been Maximum Impact. We'll be back very shortly for another big edition, talking all things Bound for Glory. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.